0: Hello everyone, and oh, welcome to another beer review. Now, today we're going to be doing a beer that is... I suppose it's connected to our our Czech beer series. But this is a beer that I mentioned way back in May in one of my beer news. saying that, I've still to basically record another beer news. I've not had a chance, unfortunately. But I've mentioned about this beer. Uh are back at the start of May. And I was looking out for it for when it was launched so I could actually get some and, and review it. Uh when it was launched, at the time you could only get it from the brewery's website. And uh it's a bit expensive. In fact to be totally honest, it was over bloody price. So I thought, right, I'm not going to buy it then. I'll, I'll wait and see if it comes down in price because I'm not paying that for it. I think obviously you know, people in this world that want to be first and want to try something before anyone else is quite happy to pay, pay a premium for that. I'm not. And I'll be totally honest, I kind of forgot all about it. Until, and I am own. I am my own worth, worst worst enemy when it comes down to watching uh, YouTube beer reviews and reviewers because I'll be told on something I just really shouldn't watch because all it does it just annoy me and gets my goat. But needless to say I did watch one just because it came up with my recommendations and it was this beer that they were reviewing and it reminded me of it and I thought oh I wonder if the prices have gone down and everything else and it was a uh, a long-haired lover from from barry who was uh reviewing it and uh he was getting himself in a real state with it oh he was getting all kinky with it and everything else and uh yeah he was basically cleaning his underwear out over it i mean uh, you could see he was definitely aroused because uh in the video he's uh his nipples were sticking out they were like rock hard like football studs sticking out through his t-shirt. I'm like, look at the video if you want to have a look at it. It's really quite horrific. And, uh, and uh, yeah, he, he was loving it and all this. And, of course, he managed to get in multiple times. That he'd been to the the kind of uh, brewery that's kind of involved with this beer. Uh, he'd been there last year. and Oh, what a wonderful, mystical experience did he have. And, You know, that type of stuff. So, yeah. After I stopped feeling nauseous, I thought, hmm, wonder if we could still get this beer at this type of price. So the beer we're doing today is actually Checkmate. Which is a collaboration. It's the first and only collaboration that uh, Budweiser Budvar from the Czech Republic has actually had with any be a company or brewery outside of the Czech Republic. And it's basically brewed by Thornbridge and I know Thornbridge has a bit of a kind of shadow hangover between some of the business practices and everything else and, and reading from what's been kind of supplied to me and what I've seen yeah, I would probably say it was an investigation probably should be should be put in just to see exactly well what's been going on because it doesn't appear to be as uh, straightforward and maybe as uh, clear cut as uh, it would. Uh, some people would like it to to appear from that point of view. I'm I'm trying to be kind of diplomatic, which of course I'm not the best person at that. <laughs> but anyway, there is a shadow hanging over them, a bit of a cloud. But anyway. The Thornbridge Brewery. Well, one of the major things that they managed to do is they managed to highlight that they're a bunch of thieving buggers, because when they first launched this beer, they were they were selling it thirty-three pounds for twelve cans, and they're only four hundred and forty ml cans. There they go. And I thought, I'm not paying that. That's a fucking rip off you thieving bastards. So I thought, no, I'll wait. And also, you could buy an individual can for for three whole. British pounds, and I'm thinking, "Ah, you could shove that up your fucking house and all," because I didn't buy that. So, <laughs> I'm just not going to do it. But now it's been sold in Lidl, and Lidl is selling it for one pound seventy-nine. I thought, "Oh, right." So, Lidl buying it one pound seventy-nine. Well, if I'm going round about any Lidl's, I'll pop in and try and see if I can get one. And I did. I was managed to be in Yeovil, doing some work over there, and I popped into the local one, and yeah, there was a only five left on the shelf and it's strangely enough it wasn't in the main beer section it was that kind of you know the kind of special section that has a kind of mix and match of maybe some products that they're trialing out and or they've got them in special so it's not in the beer section it's in the special section and there wasn't that many there there was only five i bought four of them i was going to buy five but one of the cans were well bashed it looked like basically one of the the freaks that work in there's been dry humping it you know getting a bit fresh with it in his lunchtime freak Anyway, so I thought, no, plus, I've had blooming cans explode on me before in the fucking vehicle, and I thought, no, I'm not doing that. What, what was the one that did that, um, the last time? Oh, I've tried to remember, the fucking pissed everywhere. The fucking fountain, so it was bloody thing just went poof and that was it and poof, I'm driving along and what the fuck you know <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> over the windscreen the whole fucking lot and then next minute there's got this fountain shooting off and I'm thinking oh for fuck's sake but yeah that's another reason why I don't like laggers because I'm sure that was a lager I'm sure it was what a bloody mess that was but anyway so I thought it's a bash can I thought no I'm not buying it so I got four of them and uh, I thought Rick once I bought them, I was sitting out in the car park. I said, "I wonder what Thornbridge is. Maybe they've dropped the prices. i don't see what price they're selling them for." So I went onto the Thornbridge website, and uh, well, <laughs> it's still thirty-three pounds for twelve cans. You're even bastards, and you're still charging three pounds for an individual can. But you've added a you've added another option to it. Oh yes, <laughs> so you can get twenty of these into these 440ml cans and you can get this glass and that combined will only cost you 55 of our British pinch, you thieving fuckers you really are a bunch of I mean seriously no shame Jesus you get a fucking highwayman mask with it as well Jesus God you thieving buggers never mind Thelbridge with their other kind of accusations and kind of Shadows and clouds hanging over them. Just basically thieving buggers, is it? It's straight enough. But anyway, cut a long story short, and you wonder why I'm maybe using this because this is the Budvar glass, right? This is a traditional Czech Budvar glass. And the reason why I've got this is because. <laughs> it's because the long haired lover from Barry, so blind, he, he could taste Saz hops in this because they use Saz hops in the Czech Republic and of course he was there at the Budvar Brewery last year and he, he was rubbing the Saz between his, between his pans and getting all excited out and fueled at the back of the brewery and all that type of stuff and oiling himself up for a good thing good time you know <laughs> but anyway he swore blind that oh, you can taste the Saz apparently in his review and I'm thinking I thought was, they said they were just using English Ingredients they weren't using, shake ingredients. And uh, apparently he read, the, he read the can. And it says, "Oh, it's English, English." Can you know ingredients. So he says, "Oh, well, it must be English Saz hops." Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so I thought, right, it must be the glass. that's given them this. I said, well, "I'll do the same glass and see if I can taste Saz as well." <laughs> Source i can get it from the beer. Maybe it's coming from the glass. <laughs> it's what. Anyway, there's a spill on. Of course, it'll be fucking spile on Jesus God. Right, brewed and canned by Thornbridge Brewery. Is that. It? I'm reading the wrong bit. <laughs> I'm reading the bump. Anyway, here, here's, here's the BS. Brewed together by Budvar the National Brewery of the Czech Republic and Thornbridge Brewery. Now what do they basically mean by the National Brewery of the Czech Republic? This is the terminology that Budvar is now basically oh, basically laying on thick, you know, like basically uh, real creamery butter, as they say. You know, they really are spreading this bullshit. So what they basically mean by National Brewery is because it's state-owned. That's because. And of course another thing they're saying is that Everybody in the Czech Republic's a shareholder, you know. It's your it's, it's brood. Yeah, you say that. But if people started to come in off the streets looking for free samples, then you'd probably tell them to get to fuck. But they could say, wait a minute, I'm, I'm a Czech citizen, so I'm a shareholder in this. And they'd probably still tell you to get to fuck. So it's all bullshit from that point of view. Plus, also, why would you be charging your shareholders? for the tour roundabout their brewery if they're shareholders. Because you are you it's not free for Czech citizens to go around it. They have to pay the same money. So don't give us that. So this is the stuff that they're kind of pushing here and it's basically it's it's wall to wall fucking nonsense and bullshit. It really is, it's unbelievable. Anyway So there's that. And then of course of course you got Czech uh, checkmate um combines Budvar expertise in Czech lager excellence with Thornbridge's passion for quality and innovation. This embodies the true essence of Czech lager with a UK twist using Budvar's traditional decoction method alongside Thornbridge's British hops, malts and brewing infrastructure. Now from what I believe is they've used the same yeast. It's the exact same strain of yeast that uh, Budweiser Budvar actually is using in their brewery for making the Budvar uh, lager. So they've used that. Plus, also they've used the decoction method, which is basically a stepped method or layered method of the mash. Which is a bit strange actually, it's a bit antiquated, I mean again it's that old mystical old nonsense, the reason why decoction method was actually done was to try and get the best yield out of the, the strains of ingredients from the grains and the malts and the other thing else that was available at that time when they were basically first kind of starting out and creating the recipes and everything else. So that was that kind of traditional way of doing it, not because it was a traditional way of doing it, because it was the best way of doing it and it was the most traditional. It was done that way at the times because the strains of uh, grains and malts that were available um, didn't really have big yields as what we get now because of course we've got more hybrid strain and that that basically give you a far better yield because they've basically been kind of grown and uh, manipulated to basically give you a far better yield so you wouldn't have to do this you could do a normal kind of mash system but uh, this older mash system what they used to do was take certain bits out of the actual mash and boil them up and then reintroduce them and that's what they were doing. The whole idea was to get I an mean, improved yield and to try and get every bit of you know, starch and sugars out of the grains. So that's what it was done for. It doesn't really need to be done that way now but again it's the old mythical way of course because we did this you know a hundred years ago and we still do it because it's a all tradition and it makes our beer taste what it does. Bond, because the ingredients have changed. It's not the same ingredients now, so don't give us that shit. You know, you're not using the same strain of grains, because if you did, Jesus, these beers would be a heck of a lot more expensive than they are. Let's be totally honest, because at the end of the day you wouldn't be getting the yield you're getting from the more modern strains of grains. So don't give us your nonsense. So, it's all this. from start to finish this whole collaboration is multiple bullshit. But, if it's a nice beer, fair enough, I will say it's a nice beer. And at £1.79 it's definitely a heck of a lot more affordable. But the problem is though, I would like to check the the sell-by date. Right, so best before date is the 13th of the 6th, 2024. So it's well indeed. So make me wonder why is Lidl selling it for £1.79 but Thornbridge is selling it for £3 on their website. Now, is it going to continue to sell it for seventy nine? Is it still going to be available in Liddles? I honestly do not know. But it is available now as of August. But will it continue to be? I honestly do not know. But £1.79, £1.79 that's fine. £33 for 12 cans or £3 a can. I'm sorry, but you're ripping the piss. And uh, I don't think that's acceptable. But anyway, um, this is the situation. So yes, so it's basically um, it's English hops, UK, stroke English um, grains and malts, and from what I'm hearing, it's Goldings. There's a hops used so god knows what basically long-haired lover from barry was basically saying oh i can taste the size i can taste that now there is some similarities in some of the flavor profiles between sars and goldings especially King goldings there's a little bit of kind of spice there and things like that but the problem is one of the major differences is sars has no bittering qualities to it at all whereas goldings does have a mild bittering to it obviously paired with Fuggles hops, you'll get a lot more, oh, of a better edge to it, from that point of view. But you do get slightly honey. Now you don't get honey with sars, but you do get honey with uh, with the goldings, and you also get you know, slightly papery, slightly spicy. Um, you get acidity with sars, but you don't get acidity with goldings. So again, if you're tasting these type of things, then yeah, the major identifiers. If you're getting slightly honey, then yes, it's definitely going to be goldens. it's not going to be sars. If you're getting get a bit of acidity, and of course that's going to be sars. it's certainly isn't going to be goldens. If you're getting basically a bit of bittering there, then again, you're going to get that from basically the goldens. You're not going to get that from the sars. So it's all these different types of things. So God knows what he was tasting when he said, oh yes, I can taste the sars. And I'm thinking, yeah, and I can smell the bullshit. So, but anyway, enough of that i have been waffling on for basically a heck of a time but yeah so this has been well hyped and uh, i'll do a quick thing for that and uh i'll crack up now apparently you've got to do this <laughs> you've got to do the the check pour which is a strange one though, because there's so many different check pours you can do but apparently it's a case of this is the the traditional check pour which is strange because they also do honey pours and everything else in the Czech Republic so I could turn around and see the Czech Republic, but apparently it's a two-stage pour so apparently you're supposed to pour it out and be quite vigorous at 45 degrees and then you let it go Jesus God what the fuck am I doing seriously it's off my fucking head but anyway but then you let it settle and then you give it oh watch out ladies and gentlemen here it comes and there you go there's apparently your check pour. so there we go don't know why I'm doing a check pour because it's a English ingredient or UK ingredient Lager, smell wise mm. getting green, getting light malt Get a bit of floral, which is interesting because again that's definitely Goldings You would not get floral tones off of Saz hops So again you're thinking, what the fuck was he doing about, it's off his tit anyway but yeah a little bit of floral so let's see what it oh no I better tell the people in the, the podcast what it looks like if you put it normally you'd probably get maybe a bit of one finger slightly maybe a one and a half finger head if you pour it like some sort of kind of twat I'm doing a two stage pour where you pour half of it at a 45 degree angle quite vigorously and then you let it kind of settle a wee bit And then you just pour the rest of it, just straight on the top of it with a kind of level glass. And yeah, it gives you maybe closer to about a three finger head, you know, two to three finger head, so. But anyway, it's a nice kind of golden lager, nice and clear, for a bit of effervescence, but I'm sure there's a slightly kind of thing going on in the glass as well. Maybe a nucleated glass at the bottom of it. And uh, let's see what it tastes like. Um, there's a big bloody moth here that's just getting my tits. Forget it, tit. fucking dancer. It's a good day. It's a good day. Killing things. Um yeah. A natural kind of reaction to it is that it's a slightly ale type of finish to it. <laughs> That's the problem. I mean, yeah, apparently it's been lagged properly. I think it's been lagged the lagging process has been up to about a month at least, so, which again, for lagging, well, it's not, it's not the longest period, about a month, uh, I mean, if you're doing lagging properly, I mean, the Germans will, Jesus, they can go basically three or four months with their lagging quite easily, um, but yeah, it just gives me a little bit of, sort of ale-esque kind of finish to it. There's no sharpness to it, there's not really the crispness to it. It's qu- quite sweet. There's a bit of sweetness there to it. And there's also that kind of formalness to it. And there is a little bit of bitterness at the end. And it does, it just gives me slightly more ale vibes than it does lager. So, I don't know whether everybody's claiming, oh it's a good lager. Oh is that because it doesn't really taste like a lager is that what makes it a good lager no is it well, it's such a wonderful lager because oh, it tastes like a fucking ale <laughs> you know it's like alright okay so you tell me that you prefer ale to lager then there's a surprise I know I do but yeah I mean it's alright but it's quite sweet and yeah there's a little bit of bitterness there in the aftertaste. this just trying to get kind of used to it it's just seeing if I'm missing something but uh, it doesn't strike me as being the It doesn't remind me of a kind of traditional Czech lager and it doesn't remind me or have of a traditional British-English lager. It's just a kind of, I don't know, it's just like I say, it's just more ale-like in, in my view. Which I suppose isn't a bad thing but the problem is though it's a bit too sweet for the ale. And even though there's a bit of bitterness in the aftertaste, the sweetness is actually still quite strong. To the point is that it's not really balancing each other out. And the problem is the bitterness is right at the back end of the aftertaste, and by that point the sweetness is kind of gone. So you've got the sweetness kind of untamed throughout the beer, and then you're getting the the bitterness kind of coming in as an accent. After the sweetness is dissipated, so that's what I'm saying, it's not providing any balance to it, unfortunately. and yeah, that is floral, not special in the mid tongue. So, let's break down the flavors and show the like. Start off getting malt, getting grain getting little hints of floralness, but what you are getting is quite a lot of sweetness so you are a lot of malty sweetness and that might be down to the fact is that uh, with this method done with kind of more traditional high yield grains it's maybe drawing out a lot more sugars than you would do with a normal standard mash process you know a steeped mash rather than a decoction um, mash so there's that moves on to the kind of mid-tongue when well, the sweetness dissipates a little bit but still quite sweet especially for this supposedly type of lager um so it was a bit sweet and in the midterm you still get a little bit of malt you're still getting the green but you're starting to get a little bit more floralness they've gone from being accents at the front of the mouth to actually being kind of like um overly bold floralness but you are getting floral notes now they've gone from accents to being more notes floral notes and the sweetness is there moves on to the kind of aftertaste and uh, the sweetness is there the floralness is there and you still have a little bit of malt there in the aftertaste um but they kind of all kind of dissipate very kind of similar the problem is though is that because there's a little bit of malt there you're getting more the sort of, floral accents in the aftertaste at that point and you've got the sweetness and it is just very ale-like there and then these flavours dissipate and you just just as they start to kind of tail off so we start getting a little bit of bitterness just coming in right at the very end. And with the mouse field because even though it's, um, it's supposed to be a lager, it hasn't got much of a carbonation, it's quite reduced for a lager and uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's carbonated more like a ale, so that's why, so the mouthfeel is very similar to an ale, some of the accent flavours are similar to the ale, and then of course you're getting this bitterness right at the end again, very similar to a kind of English ale, so it's like, it's almost like a kind of okay, slightly below average in a golden ale but with Budvar on the label (laughs) that's what it feels like it doesn't you know I thought well here we go Um, I expected to have more of an influence from the Czech side whereas really it feels like you've got very little influence from the Czech side it just seems to be here uh, English brewery it's an English lager that tastes and acts more like a, an English ale you thinking right so so is the the Czech influence said the yeast maybe <laughs> so yeah it's like a lot of old shit I mean it's all right it's nothing brilliant I'll be told honest it's nothing brilliant and uh I'd say, yeah, for £1.79, yeah, it's, it's okay. But for a lager, no, it's not a particularly good lager. And it's definitely not anything associated really with a Czech lager. Not at all. I and mean, we will obviously be, we have done some, and of course we'll be doing more Czech lagers and things like that, and other Czech beers. So, yeah, it's got no real connection to a Czech lager, and it's got no real connection to a British lager either, so it's just a overhyped kind of English ale basically, with Budvar in the can. (laughs) So I really don't know why people were getting their, you know, pushing their frillies and creaming their panties over it, because you're thinking, if you're tasting this and you're thinking, oh, oh, it's so great, oh, my nipples are rock hard and you're thinking, yeah fucking grip, seriously. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Jesus. Um it's alright, nothing special. Would I recommend it? One pound seventy nine, yeah, give it if you can, if you're in Liddell's and you see it, yeah, give it a go. But uh for God's sake, don't buy it from the brewery, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Cause trust me, if you think you're being ripped off, trust me, you are being ripped off, especially at them prices. But would I recommend it as being such a wonderful lager? No, no, it's, it's not really a lager at all. Would I recommend it even as a as an ale? Well, not really, due to the fact that it's not that really good a an ale. Basically, I mean, there's a lot better ales that do it a lot better. This seems to be it's, it's trying to pretend to be one thing. But using all the ingredients of another type of beer, and it's like it's not achieving either really. To and I It's not definitely not achieving the lager side of it, and it's definitely not achieving the the, the kind of ale side very well either. So, yeah, what would I give this out of ten? Um, what would I give us out of 10? For a lager, well, if took it took us a British lager, what would I give us out of 10? Maybe 3, because it's a bit overly sweet. So I'd maybe give it two and a half, three. For a Czech lager, what would I give it? Jesus, I'd give it 1. Jesus, nothing like a Czech lager. So, yeah, 1 just because, hey, it's got a similar colour to a Czech lager and that's it. So there you go, for an English ale, what would I give it? 3.5, it's not that great either, so 3.5 if you treat it like an English ale. I'll be fair and say I'll, I'll give it a 3 if you treat it as a British lager. And if you try and kind of compare it or treat it as a Czech lager then it gets a 1 because it's nothing like it, to be totally honest. So there you go. But for £1.79 if you see it yeah give it a go and see what you think but no nah, it's, it's just overhyped bullshit and uh, there's far better beers out there for a far better price and they're going to give you far better flavours and uh, they're not trying to be something they're not let's be totally honest this is just overhyped bullshit so thanks for watching cheers and bye for now